It's good to see you as we dive into this Mass, as we listen to God's Word and as God speaks to us, God invites us all, as we are, just as we are, as I said at the beginning of Mass, to think about, do you know why you're here? There's a question I've been thinking more and more in my own heart, like, why are we here right now? There's a, a movie that was out a while back, and I was thinking of this movie just recently. Um, I was just recently on an eight-day silent retreat. <clears throat> and on this retreat, as you know, as you enter in deep, the deeper you enter into silence, the more you hear the question your heart's asking. And therefore, the way you know how to answer the heart question. But if we're not quiet, we don't even know what our heart's asking of us. So we run about busy, 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 doing all kind of things, but never really are living for what we were created for. And so this, in this movie, there's this scene, and some of you might know this movie, it was a while back, but I'm just going to read the lines that I was hearing um, as I was just reflecting on my own experience in the silence of this retreat. I know why you're here. I know what you've been doing. Why night after night you think and think. You're looking for Him. I know because I was once looking for the same thing. And when He found me, He told me I was really looking for an answer. It's the question that drives you. It's the question that brought you here. You know the question just as I do. The answer is out there. It's looking for you. And it will find you if you want it to. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life. Do you want to know what it is? Does anyone know what movie that is? The Matrix, that's right. Has anyone seen that movie? The first one's the one I'm talking about. The first Matrix. So, this line, you know you're here because you know something. You don't know what it is, but you feel it. As we go through our day and our lives, we look around our lives each day. We get up, we go to bed, we go to work, we eat, we sleep, we exercise, we have entertainment, we go about our lives. But everybody in this church knows, we all know there's something wrong. We know that the world we live in isn't the way it's supposed to be. There's always something that's off. We know there's something not quite right, but we can't put our finger on it. We know it. We feel it. But we can't quite figure it out. On this day, billions of people gather because of one little baby in Nazareth. Billions of people gather this day because of some carpenter in Nazareth. This carpenter in Nazareth, we believe, is the Son of God. God became man to open our eyes 
to reveal to us what life ultimately is about. This God of the universe came to open our eyes to see what we're really looking for, what we're really longing for, what we're really desiring. God sets the banquet before us. His Son Jesus has laid the banquet. The wedding feast of the Lamb is before us. God is inviting you and I to holy communion with Him. So God has called us. Notice in our Gospel today, what's going on? This king has a wedding banquet. He's inviting everybody. But people aren't responding to the invitation. As it says, some ignored the invitation and went away. One to his farm, another to his business. My brothers and sisters, God is inviting you to the wedding feast. He's inviting you all to Holy Communion with Him. But you see, if we're not silent, if we don't take time for silence daily, we don't know the question our heart's asking. If you don't know the question, you can't experience the answer. It's in silence that we confront our heart. It's in silence that we confront the mystery of being a human being, of being male, being female, being men, being women of God. It's in the silence of prayer that we confront the mystery of our humanity. It's in silence that we discover the ache, the longing, the thirst, the desire, which every good marketer plays off of every time you turn on your television, read a book, read a magazine, listen to a song. Every song, book, poem, TV show plays off of the same desire I'm talking about. Everybody is looking for an answer to the question. This week, I want you to take time to be silent and listen to the question your heart is asking. What are you looking for? Who are you looking for? We could say, oh, you know the answer is Jesus. Jesus is the answer. Yes, you know the answer in your head, but you have to confront the question in your spirit, your heart, your soul. Don't just go with what I tell you. You yourself must enter into silence. This chapel here, the Blessed Sacrament Chapel, God's inviting everyone in this church to spend a little time each day in silence. Because in the silence, you will discover what you are seeking, what you are longing for, what you are desiring. So God is inviting you. If you will, those that have seen the movie, there's this scene where this man holds out two, two pills, a blue pill and a red pill. <laughs> if you take the blue pill, he says, you could forget about everything I told you, wake up tomorrow and do the same old, same old status quo and continue with your life as it is. 
If you take the red pill, you're choosing to enter into silence and prayer. You're choosing silence. You're choosing prayer because you want to know. You want to know what you're looking for. You want to know who you are. You want to know how to find the answer to the question. You want to experience the Lord. And so I want to challenge you this week again. Take some time in silence. As it says in our first reading today, listen, on this mountain, the Lord of hosts will provide for all His people. God is going to provide for us on this mountain. What is the mountain? It's Calvary. God wants to reveal to you your deepest desires. If you're quiet, God will confront you. And if you're quiet and silent, God will help you to confront your own hearts. A lot of us go through life, we don't even know what we're looking for. We don't even know what the purpose and meaning of our being in existence is. Because we get wrapped up in the matrix. We get wrapped up in life. And we forget that we're created more for than this world offers us. And so everybody here has a desire in them for a particular kind of love. You and I desire a particular kind of love. The love that God reveals is the love you were created for. It's different. But many of us, again, we grow up, we learn, we have habits, we, we, we learn from people, we learn from situations, we learn from the workplace. Teachers, coaches, parents teach us that love is performance-based. That you're loved based on your performance. If I perform well, and I'm virtuous, and I do things well, and I'm praying, I feel good about me because I believe God feels good about me and God loves me. But if I fall on my face, and I'm struggling with an addiction, or I can't seem to overcome a struggle or trial in my life, and I'm not praying well, I feel like God is far away. He's distant. He's not close to me. He doesn't really have an interest in me. He'd rather hang out with Pope Francis or Mother Teresa, etc. God wants to confront that lie. God would rather you fall on your face a thousand times and confront the lie that your love based on your performance He'd rather you fall on your face and confront that lie that you're loved because you perform well. He would rather you struggle and, and think about, am I loved because I perform well? Or am I loved just because God is loved and I'm His son or I'm His daughter? Period. As Americans, it's so hard for us. We want to perform. We want to earn. We want to work and earn love and affection, recognition. God won't let you do that. Why are we anxious? Why are we depressed? Why is the, the amount of medicine being used for depression and anxiety skyrocketing today? Because we believe we're loved based on performance. I hit a home run, everyone cheers as a little boy. I strike out, everyone boos. As a little boy, what does that teach me? 
It teaches me I'm loved based on my performance. See, we don't like this message because this message is going to challenge you and I to stand before God with nothing to give Him. Empty hands. I don't know what to do. I can't do anything. I have nothing in my pockets. I have nothing left. I can't prove anything. And one of the things I experienced on an eight-day silent retreat is God brought me to a place and confronted me. I was scandalized by the way God loved me. How can you love me still? I have nothing to give you. And again, as an American, it's so hard because we're so, uh, our value is so based on how much we have or what we do or what we can't do. God's saying, if you're willing to enter silence in prayer, I will free you. I'll free you. I'll save you on this holy mountain. If you will take time to gaze upon Jesus and let Him gaze upon you, I'll deliver you from the evil that you carry within you, the lies. Many of us don't even know we are living in lies. We wake up every day thinking it's normal to earn love, to perform. How many of you are getting sick and tired of performing? Tired of it. But you know what it is? You're not willing to face it, so what do you do? You run to food. We run to drink. We run to entertainment. We run to sports. We run, 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 run. Because we don't want to confront our hearts because we know that if we confront our hearts, we're going to have to surrender to the truth that no human being can satisfy you. No job, no work, no car, no health, nothing can satisfy you but Jesus. That's the truth. But we don't like that because we want to be in control. We want to control our lives. I want to decide how I'm loved and not loved. God's saying, I'll chase you around and tire you out it's like a little kid, he run and run and run and run. Eventually they fall on the ground and pout. And God, you have to pick them up and love them because they fall right asleep in your arms because they're so tired of running. We're the same way. I had an image once that God picked me up like a mouse and I'm like... And he's like, when you're done, I'll put you down. God will win. So you have a few choices. You can keep running. Or you can enter into some silence in prayer, confront your heart, and accept Jesus as the answer to the question your heart's asking you. Everybody's got a hungry heart. Desire. We desire. We hunger. We long. But we look for love in all the wrong places. My brothers and sisters, you are precious sons and daughters of God. We live in this world. We're not of this world, but we're in this world for a short time. Don't be afraid of silence. Because I know your heart desires something this world can't give you, and it's scary to confront the human heart. The human heart longs for the eternal, for heaven. 
And so, let the Lord love you, let the Lord save you, let the Lord deliver you from insanity, which is doing the same thing every day and expecting a different result. It's time to change. Perhaps instead of making prayer the last thing on my list, which never gets done because I'm too busy with all these other things I'm doing, I'm performing, let's put prayer on the top of the list and watch how God revolutionizes everything else in your life. Don't put prayer... I do this too, I'm a priest. I'll pray when I'm done at the end of the day. Often it doesn't get done. We don't understand that we need to sit and do nothing and be loved. Period. We don't know how to be loved. I learned this on my retreat. I don't know how to receive love. Because I was so taught that love is earned. You perform to get love. That's a lie. And I know we know this up here, but you feel it every day in your heart. You feel unsettled. You feel like something's wrong. You're not quite sure what it is, but you feel something inside of you. It's okay to confront that in His presence. Don't be afraid of silence. We have thousands of years of saints and mystics before us that have witnessed to us that happiness is found in the silence of prayer. So I challenge you this week to take maybe five minutes a day to do nothing. And you know what you're going to discover? Your mind's not going to know how to handle it. You're going to go through withdrawal. That's God's detox center right there. Everybody in here needs detox. Go sit in a chapel, do nothing. Look at him, let him look at you. And I guarantee you start, you'll be like, you'll feel like you just quit smoking and you don't know how to, what to do with your hands. You're like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? That's the point. You can't do anything to get God's love. It's time to just stop. Let him love you, period. If you do that every day, I guarantee you, God will revolutionize everything else in your life, including your marriage, your family, your work, etc. Everything. It's very simple, but it's not easy. So just a prayer for you, and I pray for you each day. Um, I will pray for you. Pray for me that we cannot be afraid to confront God's love for us and let God love us as we are.